Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. Ross and I chit-chat this week about uh, master bathrooms and talk about shoulders. If you haven't yet, go to CoachPots.com, sign up for the newsletter, leave us a five-star review, tell all your friends, look for us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, stick around to the end. The show gets a little real and we talk about some sensitive topics, so I'd love for you to enjoy. But episode number 23, Home and Body Improvement Show, coming at you. Andy, how's it going? Dude, I'm, it's, it's going, pal. How are you? Great, man. Great. Life's good. You know, every piece is just fitting in nice and neatly. Yeah, no no problems, right? Just another day in no, paradise? Man. No struggles, you know. No. I, I think I got, you got the perfect life. Plenty of women, lots of money, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I get $100 bills and I make, and they double every time I put <laughs> oh, them in my wallet. Oh, oh. like, how the, <laughs> this is crazy. Living the dream. Living the LTD, that's what we used to say. That was short for guess what? Living the dream. My Living dog's so excited dream. she started squeaking her toy. Oh, I hope she stops. You know, I hate to make her stop, but I think I will. What is, what's going on with you, buddy? And I've been involved in a project out in the suburbs of beautiful Glen Ellen, Illinois. You, are you familiar with Glen Ellen? Not as much as I would like to be. Well, you should. It's a it used to be a little a bit of like a kind of uh, getaway area back in the day, around the twenties, where you kind of have your own summer home out in Glen Ellen, Illinois. So, and so if you're in the city, you'd be like, "Hey, honey, let's just get out. Let's just get to the country." Yeah, you know, Take I've been Model T Ford, and you drive out there. I've been having a tough week. Let's it's Glen Ellen time, right, sweetheart? She's like, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. Get away. Yeah, I don't I don't have a, a place like that. <laughs> no, we don't have that. There's a speakeasy that's off of, you know, the magnificent mile called like a thing called a thirteenth room. If you know the name, you can get in. I haven't been there, but it's a speakeasy. So Oh man, it sounds would, amazing. Would it be Swordfish? That's Mark's brother's one. So, so uh, we've been uh, actually uh, re- working on some stairs, and the stairs uh, from our client over, are over 100 years old, and we replaced them. And so back in the day, when they built the house, the pitch of these stairs was uh, quite steep. And so we, we uh, actually, the client suggested, uh, hired us to replace the stairs. And so now we're at a 36-degree angle as a, as you walk down to the basement. So you're not gonna fall, you're not gonna hit your head on any of the support columns because we did our reinforcing. I mentioned this in our previous podcast, but we're still involved in the project and it's going well, client is happy. I guess the, just, the question I have is like, when it comes to old houses, are they built, I mean, cause there's things like that, right? Where it's just like, what were they thinking when they built it? But do you think the old houses are built better or worse than the ones that they built today? They always say it's built to last, but is that true? I haven't. I prefer houses built in the 50s. That's just me because, you know, things are a true two by four. You know, uh, the foundation was like where they kind of really mastered the foundation of a house and it's where it's thick. And uh, it's just not like cinder blocks for your house. You know, like the old just limestone stacking. It's just more water problems than 
you can definitely have a retrofit to fix your house. Um, just to like permaseal, do all that, and you'll end up spending thousands of dollars to fix that problem. So if you like the old bones of the house, awesome. Fall in love with it. I think it's great. Um, just if you have a budget, you know, and you're not more handy, you know, um, just be aware that there's compromises that you'll have to go into it and uh, give or takes feel like some imperfections, but um, it's a variations of everything, you know, what, what does the homeowner want and what are they going to get? You know, like I love an old house. I think it's great. I'm not complaining. I right. just think. But the fifties, maybe anything older than that, it's a little bit pain in the butt and anything newer than that. And it's not quite it's built the, up to speed. It's just the care and feeding. Like I, you know, my sister lives in an old house in Philadelphia. It's from the 1800s. Okay, cool. Great. You know, the one thing is that the staircase that leads up to, you know, the three floors that are in the Philadelphia bungalow, they squeak. So there's all this like reconstructing and you have to do to even try to make these not squeak anymore. And these things been squeaking for, you know, 80 years plus to hundred, you know, hundred plus years. But what, what so do you say? Like, that's character, right? It's got character. Yeah. But after a while I, I get annoyed by character because, you know, I want to be a sneaky guy around the house. I don't want to hear people hear me going up and down the stairs, especially at three in the morning. You're like, you know, what? let me go. Let me go to the kitchen. Squeak, squeak. Uh oh, he's gonna eat that cheese and milk again. Three a.m. I have my favorite snack. So, so uh, I'm just annoyed by that for living in Chicago for so long, where I can't stand having a squeaky wood floor, my my bedroom especially. Yeah. So I, I walk uh, around. I I've been building a, a gym, Ross, and you know, I a couple bumps in the road. This is silly. I, I actually stepped on a nail, and you it, did. I did. Uh, a rusty nail. I should have went and got a tetanus shot. I'm pretty sure my shots are up to date. Um, let's just hope. I guess a symptom of tetanus is a locked jaw. So I've been kind of like checking my jaw daily to make sure it's not locking up on me. So 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 far yeah. so good. I I don't think I have it. But that took me out of my workouts, believe it or not. So I was running a lot. I kind of oh. slowed down on the running. Um, you know, when you're limping around, it's very difficult to want to work out at all. So I've kind of yeah. like dialed it back a little bit. I still get at least 25 you know, to, to 35 minutes of cardio and or body weight exercises. But my, my gym, the one that I prefer to work out is, is in disarray. And then coming home at the end of the day and lifting weights just isn't my idea of a good time. So I don't, I want to say I'm doing the bare minimum right now, which means I work out about a half hour a day. And, um, I think when it comes, you know, like you know, things like this are going to happen. You know, you're going to get injured. You know, you're going to get sick. You know, you're going to go on vacation. Like that's why going into stuff like this, you kind of want to have a full head of steam. You know, my my weight is where I want it to be. My strength is a little down. Uh, I'm maintaining the weight, you know, which is good. I've been focusing primarily on my diet, which has been excellent. But you know, yeah. the, I'm not lifting the heavy weights, which I I enjoy doing, believe it or not. So. Uh, part of it was that injury and part of it was just kind of like, okay, now I need to get back in the groove, but I don't have a place to work out just yet, man. I'd love to tell you about some of the stuff that's been going on with building this gym. And I guess the note of that too is, is even if you, you know, ideally you stay in somewhat good shape. So if something like that happens, you know, some, as I like to say, life happens, you don't completely uh, shut down. And then even if you can only get in 20, 30 minutes a day, 20, 30 minutes a day is better than doing nothing, which I think a lot of us have a tendency to do. We kind of just make excuses, but uh, I'm doing the bare minimum right now, but it's going to be on the upward slide here pretty soon. Let's hope. Um, yeah. But I hate to say it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to say this, Ross. I broke my Brad Naylor cherry today. I, I, for the first time, ever used one, and I loved it. 
I thought you'd be more excited. You finally broke it. I thought you'd be more excited. Oh my gosh. No, that's good. Now, now. I'm I'm building a pallet wall. So part of the pallet wall is finding pallets, which you can find on Craigslist, but anytime they're free, you got to like, like jump on it because it'll be gone within the hour. So I've been finding free pallets on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, driving there, throwing the pallets in my car, taking it to where I'm at. Uh, I take a circular saw. I cut them to bits. Oh, man. Just be careful about those pallets. I mean, old pallets you're talking about, right? Like shipping pallets? Oh, yeah. Those are... It's brutal. Just watch out for... That's how I stepped in the nail. I know. You're trying to save the wood and all that. Just be careful. Yeah, man. Just watch out for shards of metal. Uh, That's all I'm saying. Dude, no, you're totally right. I probably should just buy the wood, but... Uh, I'm so cheap and on a budget right now. That's what I've been doing. I hit it up with a circular <laughs> saw. I take the pieces of wood to the chop box. I try to make the right angles with the corners. And yeah. um, after that, the plan is to sand them and put them on the wall. But I did uh, try a couple pieces of, uh, of the pallet on the wall, and I used my brad nailer. Here's a tip for brad nailer. There's a difference between finishing nails and brad nails. And they look almost identical, but you cannot use finishing nails and a brad nailer. I found out the hard way. I had to go back to Home Depot and pick up the right nails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Are you familiar with a Brad Nailer? equals one. Buy three things that you think you might need, and you buy them, and then you always go back for returns. I will say this. Home Depot is very, just like Costco, they're very liberal with their returns. They don't really ask too many questions, and uh, I, in fact— Home Depot's new policy, you need to have a receipt in order to do your return. That's their newer policy. You know, I've been hanging on my receipts, but she didn't even ask me for the receipt. She asked me for my driver's license, and she just she was. I just wanted to store credit, so it didn't seem to be too much of a problem. That's um, good. But yeah, it worked out. Used a Brad nailer, loved it. It was great. Ross, let's stay on topic, man. I've I've been waiting all week to hear about the master bedroom bathroom, and then I today will talk about shoulders. I feel like um I do a lot of the talking, so why don't you jump in here telling me. Uh, you got about five or so minutes, so let's just talk master bedroom bathrooms and go. I will say, be- of, before you start, what? though. Gosh, I, was, I, was, I had it going. No, you'll get it back. No, you'll get it back. It's okay. Right, so What were you going to say? A guy I'm told me, he's like, hey, man, water. if you want to stay in a relationship, you need two sinks in the master bedroom bathroom. And, he, and he's like, that's all I got to say. And then I talked to him, and I said, well, I'll date this one girl. And he goes, well, did you have two sinks? I said, no, we didn't. He goes, well, there you go. So it's, it's just a tip. You need two sinks, master bedroom, bathroom, and go. I'm going to piggyback. But before you talk that. about that, Ross, is it important? Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. It is important to have two sinks. I'm telling you, like, if you are, you are in a committed relationship or you're living with an individual, Okay, yes, it is very important to have two sinks in the master bathroom. I don't care if your partner has so much more makeup or accessories on one side, you're gonna need your side of the sink, Mm -hmm. okay? You're gonna have to need that, guarantee. You'll have the same matching faucets. You're gonna have a conversation with me and the contractor on what the cabinets that you guys, that are gonna mean that you should go for in the finish. And I'll point you in those directions to the cabinet companies. It's very important to have a nice steady flow and great workspace for the individuals in that space. I swear, because when I find out when couples only have one sink, the other the other partner is in the other room down the hall or in the basement, you know, or in the basement. Yeah. And they're, and they're like, you know, I know I knew a client who's the who's the husband. He's like, yeah, I always use the hall bathroom. 
It, it can drive couples apart. Another thing too is I find women like shed more or something. It's crazy. Never had problems with my drains until I started dating women. They started showering at my place and all of a sudden stuff gets backed up and it's like, I, I don't remember ever having these issues. And I had to buy one of those like, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? it, it it's a great, it's a... Yeah, the Drano, you had that little yellow hair, you know, oh. thing that with the teeth on it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, what's with all this hair? I, I don't remember having all this, I don't have this much hair. What's with all this, Dude, this hair in my hair. sink? I got hair right now, and I have to accept it. I'm like, I don't know how much I shed, but I'm shedding like an idiot. Mm. And, you know, I got a good foot. I can't get a good foot of length here. Mm. And then any further, how a lot of girls have longer hair, and they have like, you know, two feet, two and a half feet of hair. Oh. That just adds up more. And so I remember a girl that I was remodeling uh, her parents' bathroom, all right? This girl I knew from high school. I was like, oh, she's gone at college, and I'm, I'm at her house remodeling their whole bathroom. And I ended up hand, pulling out at least probably almost three feet of just hair Ugh. from the drain for that old bathtub that I took out. And I was like, oh, yes, that's Kim's hair. Yeah. Oh. Kim needs okay. her own sink. And so I'll never forget just pulling that out. So, yeah. God bless the man that's going to marry Kim, you know? They're going to yeah, be a, yeah. they're going to have problems with their plumbing for a lifetime. But what what in particular is it that people look for in terms of like the bathroom? Is it the aesthetics, is it the functionality? You know, have you found any weird positions for the for the toilet? I find a toilet that's smashed up against the uh bathtub doesn't never never seems to it, it it's just awkward sometimes, you know? I always like a, a people. A lot of people have a round toilet, and I always suggest doing an oval toilet. Why? I, why do they have round? Why do round toilets exist? Now I get it. The 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 hole where things come out of probably isn't that big, but nonetheless, man, sitting on a round toilet sucks. And I think <laughs> I think I don't know whose idea it was. You know, like at some point. They should have just, it's just like uh, when we all updated to digital TVs, you know, it used to be analog, it's not, you got to have that converter box. I feel like they should have done the same thing with toilets, man. Just take every, the, the government should have a rebate program, turn in your round toilet, get an oval one. There's no reason to have a round toilet in this day and age. It's 2020. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, when toilets first came out, that's all you had Ugh. was a round toilet. Ugh. That was it. And there's some, there. I'm telling you, there's some people who are like, well, I've always sat on a round toilet. You know, my grand, my parents, they had one, my grandparents. And I just always get used to the round toilet. No. And then once you have that oval toilet, it changes everything. You're like, I'll never go back to this. Like, you have space. Every, everything sits down and rests. You know, you don't, you can move forward, you can move backwards. It, it's comfort. That is a solid tip, though. You have to know what toilet you have before you buy the seat. I knew a girl. It was kind of comical. She had an oval toilet. She bought a round toilet seat. And just to put the thing down, you're like, oh. <laughs> you yeah. Oh, you this, yeah. This, this ring going around the front quarter of your toilets. And you're like, well, I hope you've got good aim. I hope you got good aim. I know. I know. And God forbid you leave that toilet seat up. Don't ever leave that toilet seat up. You asshole. You know what Don't. I do? I, I buck the system. I, I do never, I'd never leave the toilet seat up. But what I do is I put the lid down as well. So I don't just, put, yeah, every single time. And then the other thing too is I, I actually saw, I think it was like a Mythbusters, one of those shows where, uh, that, remember that guy who had dirty jobs? I think it was the name of the show, Mike something. Yeah, and, Mike Rowe. Yeah, and so they showed what happens when you flush a toilet, the whoosh and the bacteria that comes out of it and stuff. So that scared me straight to the point where I was like, I'm just going to shut the lid every single time. And to this day, that's exactly what I do. Even though I live by myself, I still shut the lid every time I flush the toilet. 
so so in conclusion you have more bacteria with the lid uh open versus closed you get more bacteria is that it well you just get that whoosh like that that pushback like of course you can't see it's all these microbes and things that you know are not present to the naked eye but yeah. i mean it kind of makes sense right when you have like a flush of water you know it's kind of like sneezing right you don't see everything flying out of the place but you know the stuff is iron and you don't want to get it on you and it, it they showed it like the path of it actually was hitting the toothbrush that was next to the sink and uh i was just like yeah yeah, yeah. Why, why chance it you know so i just throw the yeah. lid down every time so women you can't complain not only do i put the seat down i put down the lid for you why i want to protect your toothbrush i'm a good man <laughs> you know you, you know I, you're doing the right thing yeah you know the other thing too is most important if you're ever upgrading your bathroom just look, buy a better fan or buy upgrade your fan that's in your master bathroom and when you do and when you are done using the, the bathroom and you got your ex you know got all your smells lingering in the air mm-hmm. have the door open keep the door open after have air this flow. is a good don't question. be like i'm just hiding it like the quicker you get airflow going into that room, the better. Do you think you – know? so you're saying leave the door open because I always thought you leave the door closed and the fan on. No. I mean no? or leave it like – or give yourself a good foot crack. You know, you're just trying to get air circulation to pull out the smell into the fan. You're trying to draw air out. I always just draw thought, air out. That's okay. the most important thing. Because that fan doesn't really go anywhere, right? It just circulates the air? For a condo like yours, it'll probably be going up into the cavity right above yours you know yeah it's it's give or take because a lot of condos don't really have exhaust fans going out into the outside leave a door open a crack all right well and spray spray man you got it you know i'm saying more circulating air the better you know i had a roommate back in back in the day he'd use the bathroom and he'd never open the door and i was like dude we got no we don't we don't have a fan in here so open the window it's like you know open the windows you know, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing you know. worse. You know, you know, if, if you live with there's nothing worse than that, like look of shame. I used to see that at work sometimes because, you know, you'd walk in like the, the where I worked, the bathroom, they would have one. I, maybe this is TMI, but they'd have one urinal, one stall. Right. And so you could use the urinal while somebody was in the stall. But there's nothing worse than walking in a bathroom. and This guy completely destroyed it with the stench. And then, like, you don't know who it is. And then you see who it is. And then you're like, dear God. And he looks at you and you look at him. And it, there's just this awkward Oh my goodness, Ross got bumped off. There's just this awkward, like, you know, it's just, it's gross and nasty. And then, you know, I, I get it. It's part of nature. But nonetheless, man, spray. You're saying leave, uh, hold on, leave the uh, the door open. These are good tips, man. You know what's not good is this damn iPhone right now because I can't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you got to work. You got to pay your cell phone bill, buddy. I do, buddy. I do. Uh, so, so the next tip is this. Um, most important thing is for the master bathroom, I love them. Uh, you know, we, if you do your shower, again, go for porcelain tile. You know, if, uh, that always helps out due to people who are going to probably chip something. I don't know. Some people can get violent with soap bottles or some type of, you know, brush or something that they're using. The wood or plastic brush could drop. They could probably just chip a little bit of your tile. You know, it's great to have a bench. If you want to have a bench in your shower, awesome. And if you want to, Go further, I'm telling you, go for a niche. A niche is going to be something where you can rest your soap bottles and your bar soap inside. That's like me being a car salesman that says, pay the extra money to have a niche but what's for a your niche? shower because that will, is the best benefit. I thought a and niche was like something what? you're good at. That's your niche. Your niche. That's the niche. What's a niche? 
Also, we, I, my dad and I, we always install a niche for uh, for ladies. Uh, what for is a niche? Left. What is a niche? Yeah, it's a recessed out. It's like a recessed hole. It's a little recessed cubby in a shower. Okay, well, this is yeah. I guess if you're building a home from scratch, right? But I need, you know, I obviously I have some bottles and some things that I I put my accessories. Let's call them. I bought one of those things that hangs on my shower head. Is that yeah. gonna damage? the shower no it's not gonna damage the shower you're just gonna just i'd say clean those up or update it every time it just looks more scary that's just that's my only suggestion if it looks weirder and just filthy just buy another one for 20 bucks and move on why what's wrong with the one i have i'm just saying it's starting to look corroded or rusty oh. watch out for the rust that's happening okay that's good that's a good tip god damn yeah, just, you are good full of good tips today that one just get rid of it move on yeah you know so don't hang on to that one forever i got a question for you when you when you towel yourself off after i know you probably just drip dry but like let's say you did actually towel yourself off from your shower do you do it inside the shower or outside the shower um i do it inside the shower and because uh if i don't lay a bed out on the ground which you like sometimes forget that always helps out because don't, knowing that you have a you know tile floor, you're more prone to slipping. So I keep I, I have bath out. mats. I just leave them down there. Just leave it down there. Just leave the tile down there. That helps out. But you you do it. You you dry yourself off completely in the shower and then step out. Right. That's what I do too. But I think I do it again for the whole shedding factor. It's like I don't want to get my body hair. I'd rather get it in the bathtub as opposed to the bathroom floor. Yeah. You know. But I got dogs, man. They shed everywhere anyway. So I don't Ugh. think much of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Leave it for the cleaning lady. <laughs> yes, the cleaning lady. <laughs> I like to watch her clean as I lit, light my cigars by burning $100 bills. <laughs> I love this. And I wear a monocle and a top hat as she's doing it. And I twirl my cane and I say, over there, woman, clean. <laughs> Boy, it's great being rich. Now, my dad has this cleaning lady he's been having for years. And he sends her over to my place. And it's a very nice monthly gift that my dad gives to me. God bless him. I love the man to death. So I do have, I'm do. i fortunate that I have a lady that cleans almost every month. And uh, she usually knocks out the hair in my sink, which is good, too. Oh my gosh, that's that's yeah, that's that's thankful. I wish I I was more able to. In the stove, I don't I don't clean the stove. You know, I, I look at that as being like, it's kind of like a, my 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 canvas, right? If I were an artist, like you don't sit. If you're an artist like Picasso and Van Gogh and like me, right? You don't sit there after you know a session and just clean everything up and make it look tidy for someone else. You kind of let it be, man. You know, because that's that's your space, right? That's how I feel about the stove. I just let my my palette of colors kind of sprinkle all over the place until the monthly trip when the cleaning lady comes over and tidies it up for me, and then after that I go right back to work and I continue to. You know, chip away at my masterpiece. You know, my soups and my my pastas and uh, uh, see what I'm yes. saying. And I'm I'm lazy. I don't like you know. I like I'm, I'll be honest. I'll I prefer to clean dishes the next day. So when I'm done eating, I'd rather throw everything in the sink and then clean the next day before I start cooking again. But uh, I'm trying to get better at it. I'd like to clean as I go along. And then there's always one or two dishes left over. Leave it in the sink, on the stove, whatever. I'll get to it the next day. We need to talk about shoulders, Ross. Here's the interesting thing about shoulders. When we talk about pushing what? and pulling. What? What's so interesting about shoulders? Let me, let, me, let me go into this monologue, and then you can ask your dumb questions later, okay? And by dumb, I mean brilliant. You're a man. You're, you're I guess a great you're going to put your shoulder into this one, aren't you? That's, that would be, that's, that's kind of funny. I'm not used to you. <laughs> 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 no! 
I uh, no, that was good. So uh, the thing about I the got a real bench press question, right? Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you're getting your maniacal laugh down just in time for Halloween. I, uh, uh, I don't want to get a broad shoulder about this. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, go on. Go hey, on no, there's sorry. a lot to talk about. Don't worry. I'll shoulder the load. <laughs> <laughs> killing it. We are killing it. I hope our three listeners enjoy this episode because we are killing it. So when we talk about pushing and pulling, we know that pushing in a horizontal motion is going to primarily train the chest. We know that pulling in a vertical motion is going to train the back. We know that pulling in a horizontal motion is going to train the back. Now the other cardinal direction and uh, pushing is pushing in a vertical motion that's going to primarily hit the shoulders. The thing that's tricky about the shoulders, though, it's not all pushing because when we do shrugs, which is essentially holding two dumbbells or a barbell like a suitcase, trying to bring your shoulder blades up to your ears and then releasing that's a pulling motion so technically pushing and pulling is going to target the shoulders but primarily pushing in a vertical uh, direction is going to hit the shoulders exercises can be with the barbells with the dumbbells obviously the dumbbells allow for twisting so do cable motions uh, you can do a 180 degree twist it's hard to, which is hard to do with cables but easy to do with dumbbells 180 degree twist pushing a vertical motion is called an Arnold press named after Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, another thing that's interesting too is about the uh, they're called flies obviously and that's when your elbows are almost completely straight we always say there's a micro bend in the elbow but lifting them straight in front of your face called a uh, a front raise or to the side we call that a lateral raise or at a 45 degree angle that's all going to target the heads of the shoulders pushing in a vertical motion whether it be for heavy weight um it's going to obviously target the shoulders as well and doing shrugs so those are the three main exercises that's going to target that area one thing that's interesting though is that if you're lifting a barbell from below your chin to above your head uh, which could be called a push press which is primarily uh, which is half and half arms and legs but if it's a push jerk where you're primarily using you are primarily using your lower body so even though you're pushing the barbell over your head you think you'd be targeting the shoulders but it's done with such velocity it's such a total body movement that it's targeting the shoulders very little so if we're trying to train the shoulders specifically a push jerk uh, is not the best exercise if you try to get strong and you know muscle coordination full body movement functional strength stuff like that uh, push jerks a phenomenal exercise just know that you're not targeting the shoulders effectively just like anything else, you know, all the exercises should, the slower the better, you know, to a point. So, you know, for 202 would be eccentric, isometric, concentric. So two counts up, two counts down. But, I, you know, bodybuilders and stuff, when they're really training hard, they may go, you know, 204 or 402. 402 would be two counts up and then four counts down. The, the eccentric motion tears the more muscle fiber than it does in the concentric portion where you overcome the load and because of that uh, the slower you go the more you're going to burn the muscle out and if you're trying to like target specific muscle areas that's exactly what you want to do so lifting slow not, not I'm talking about like 10 counts but I'm talking about like anywhere between two to four counts on the way up and on the way down is going to break down those muscles better uh, using more momentum momentum is going to take away from the muscles and uh, driving the bar up using your whole body is going to use very little shoulders so shoulders are obviously something that's very uh, essential to lifting. It's a muscle that we use all the time. Uh, and unlike you know chest and back, it's not the biggest muscles in the world, so we don't call them necessarily prime movers. But anytime you're lifting back and chest, you are using a little bit of shoulder as well. So it's considered to be more of a secondary muscle. But um, you'll see even with body part splits, you may target the shoulders on a completely separate day. 
My dog is bored. Can you hear her? That's all he has to say about shoulders. You got any questions or comments, Ross? Go. No, I think everything that you said was shoulder known about that. <laughs> There's a horse. It's dead. And you just shot it. You shot the horse dead, even though it was already dead. You killed him again. You can't get enough of you, can you? No, I can't. No, I can't. Sorry, my face is red. Call me Fruit Punch Face. Ah, it's crazy. So, (laughs) you know what? I'm actually enjoying it today. I think this is fun. Hey, so next week, man, I hit chest, back, shoulders. I'm going to talk about arms. Is there anything you want to talk about specifically? I just want to, let me just think. Can I just want to add about this uh, master bathroom I love? Oh, yeah. Okay. If uh, you get somebody like me, all right, and I'm remodeling your bathroom, I'm going to suggest one thing. I say, hey, with these cabinets, you know what you can have inside your cabinet? You can have an outlet. And they're like, what's the outlet for? I say, with this outlet, you can plug in your curling iron. You Mm. can plug in your toothbrush, electric toothbrush charger. Inside the medicine cabinet? Right inside. Oh, medicine cabinet can brilliant. have that too. Brilliant. Or inside the, the, the cabinet itself. You know what's yes. not a bad idea is, um, you know, women with their curling iron in particular are paranoid about that, right? Just like I'm paranoid about leaving the stove on. I, I've done it once, and believe me, I'll never do it again. I'm always, but if you plug it into a smart outlet, you can control the smart outlet from your phone. And so if you ever have to, oh, my God, did I leave the curling iron on? You can check your phone. You can turn it off from the phone or at least make sure it's off. That is a tip from your Kochi Pot. How do you like that? Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like how you just you know tackled on top of that one. I like that. Yeah. A lot of those uh, smart plugs don't even need a hub. They literally, all they do is plug into the wall. Your phone will recognize it, and you can control that outlet uh, remotely. I'd like to find a stove that can turn off from my phone, too, because I, I still get paranoid about that. But... Can you pop popcorn, you know, using your phone? Just tell you the microwave and that your phone go back and forth, being like, "Hey, got two more minutes left." Like, Thank well, you, you no, but what you could do is, you know, if you're dating someone, you can get on your phone and text them, "Make me some popcorn." Ooh, yeah, I so. like that. That sounds pretty. Ooh, that's I like that. That's a nice little new age thing. Well, Ross, we're gonna wrap up favorite. here, um, but in all serious, we need to get a little bit serious. Um, I'm telling you this because I'm actually anxious a little bit to hear um, your your side of this. But I, I lost my neighbor. Unfortunately, took his own life the other day, and this is not somebody I was very very close with, but it's somebody I knew over the course of the year. Um, he they moved out about two months ago. He and his girlfriend. Uh, he was a cool guy. Uh, he's a photographer friend. In fact, if you see the pictures on my website of me on the roof, that was them. Uh, yeah. I, I knew he was struggling with, um, I didn't know he was struggling with addiction. You know, I, I talked to him. I actually did a consult with him one time. We were talking fitness. You know, he was having a tough time during COVID. They're wedding photographers. So, you know, the wedding, that all came to a screeching halt. I knew there was, it was tough times all the way around. And, uh, but it's tough times for everybody. So when he, when he and I talked, I really didn't think twice about it. Right. Uh, but then I, it was, a sh- I got the shocking news yesterday that that's what happened. Um, and I've dealt with mental illness. I've dealt with mental health. I myself talk to a therapist on a regular basis. Um, usually at this point it's tune up. So I might sign up. And I don't, if, if it's one of those things that you're concerned about and you think, Hey man, um, something ain't right. Uh, you know, I, I, I probably, you know, there's something I need to do. I encourage you to talk to somebody and I encourage you to talk to a qualified professional. That's what they do. 
It's like when I'm sick, I go to a doctor. If I got a scratchy throat or if I step on a nail, I know who to seek in that situation, and it's a doctor, right? Well, if there's a lot of things going on in my life that I can't quite figure out, that's what therapists do. That's that's your doctor, man. That's your medicine. So um, I don't know if he had sought professional help at any point in time. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs. All I know was that, unfortunately, his life came to an end. Uh, it was very sad, very shocking. Uh, did not see it coming. Um, I only mention this, man, because, you know, we go, we goof around and we have fun. But, you know, you, Ross, if, if there's ever a time when, like, you know, something's wrong, buddy, you know I'm there for you, man. You can always give me a call. If it's something you just want to chit-chat about, that's what friends are for. If it's something that's maybe beyond what I, you know, hey, man, this might be something you want to talk to a professional. Don't ever take it as a slap in the face. That's me saying, hey, man, there's, you know, it's what you're asking is just not something I'm qualified to handle. And, and I feel like I could point you in the right direction, too. So um, right. any thoughts about that, man? I didn't mean to yeah. lay that one on you, but there I, you go. You know, it's like I, I agree because it's like, you know, like I. You know, I'm the youngest one, so I try to go for my go to my brother for advice. And you know what? My brother can give me some uh, shitty advice, you know. And uh, where the advice, how I can take some things personal, and I just feel like, you know what? I need to, when I have my vulnerable moments, I need to watch out going to my brother for advice because I'm thinking, I I don't I don't like whatever he says. It just affects me, and I feel like maybe some professional help is kind of a better idea. You know, or somebody, you know, or a better person just to get another opinion. I think that's always good. And I'm with you on that because, you know, you know I think it's like it's like any form of exercise. You need you need to kind of work out your thoughts. It's going to be some kind of like a circuit cardio but with this mental energy that you have to kind of get out, you know, and your thoughts. At least you'll feel better at the end of the conversation just like your workout i you, think that's you, that's kind of where you need to go very much so I, I you bring up some good points because it's like you know my brother uh he struggled with addiction for a long time uh he and i occasionally would, would have a talk about it but he didn't feel comfortable talking to me i don't even think he liked me very much right and so you know it was one of those things where he wouldn't listen to me but that's just how it is with siblings you either really do like get along and and listen to each other and stuff like that or you really don't so sometimes siblings you know they can be good but sometimes they can be like the last person you want to talk to and your friends you know occasionally what i would do is tell one some friends about certain things and certain friends about other things and then you know it's like if you're dating someone you're not going to talk to that person about your dating you know woes you're probably going to talk to a friend and and if your friend pisses you off you're probably going to talk to your spouse you know so there is that but like somebody you can always tell everything too as a therapist man that's what they do and it's you know in this day and age too there's there's two of them there's talk space there's better help uh the one i chose with better help it's not because and they're not a sponsor of the show or anything but like it it just happened to be the one i picked right and i had gone through about three or four till i found someone that i actually gelled with you know she's from the south side and we just had you know mutual places in common and got along well with her and well enough and but it, it took me going ah, i was talking to a professional but it just wasn't gelling man so you can always move on so the, the thing is, the worst thing you can do is try to handle all your issues and problems by yourself. Um, and then if you are going to seek help, uh, I recommend, you know, maybe talking to friends and stuff like that. But if they're not, you know, doing it for you, if you want to say that, you know, go talk to talk to someone professional. It's worth the money, you know, because I guarantee whatever it is you're going through, I don't care if it's COVID or financial problems or relationship problems, it's going to get better. I mean, it has to, Right. I mean, we've all gone through bad times. That's part of being a human being. But, like, right. what you can't do is try to 
take on that stuff yourself. And your drinking buddies are not your therapist, man. I get, hey man, I've been there too. Where you go get drunk and and talk to the guy down, you know, who you might see at the barbary stuff. Those guys aren't your friends. They just aren't. You may think they are, but I guarantee you take alcohol or your drug buddies. You take that out of the scenario, and those guys aren't going to be there much longer. Stuff so. Keep that yeah. in mind too, man. But that you know that type of thing is a topic for another time. I'm just saying, you know, I'm gonna miss this guy. I thought he was a cool dude. Uh, we were, I was close enough to know him as a person. I wasn't close enough to call him a, you know, a close friend. But you know, someone you see every day—well, not every day, but you know, often enough. I mean, I lived across sure. the hall from him, and here he's not here, no longer here, man. It, it definitely it hits home, man. I, I saw it on Facebook of all places, and it was just like a you know a gigantic kick to the chest. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Anything you want to say about that? Uh, no, I think it's hard hard to hear that, you know. And I I had a good little, you know, I had a conversation with uh, uh, another yoga instructor who her husband took his life, and uh, she says one of the worst experiences that she went through. Um, but she says, you know what, like yoga helped me out to kind of just, you know, find a center, you know, and to to just kind of go through this this hell that she said she was going through just from uh, the loss and. Uh, just what she had to go through just you know each little s- stage you know just kind of get things all settled up and squared away to get back to a normal situation she says i felt like you know since then i kind of went through the worst in my life and i felt like you know what like you know there is you can go through the worst and there is a there is a you know a better spot a better place things do get better it's gonna so get better it's gonna get better you have to remember that you know um but yeah you know unlike it doesn't heal itself on its own, you know. So there, there is some work that needs to be done on your ha- on your behalf. But um, and then what works for one person might not work for another, you know. Like you know, when my mom passed away. My dad gave me this book, and he was just like, "You got to read this book. It, it totally helped me. It cleared everything up." And I, I started reading, and I, I just couldn't. It didn't do it for me, you know. And so like, just because it works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for someone else. Or just because something else worked for somebody, you might want to try it, you know, because you just don't know what is going to work. So that that's my comparison to buddies. Like you gotta listen to Tony robbins okay yeah. and i think he's a great guy honestly i like what he does but i listened to some of his, his book you know audio audio recordings and i can't stand his voice really I just can't stand his voice i i, I like tony robbins i didn't I I like was... tony robbins his voice he's like you know what really has gotten to me i've got these, and, i've got these know, gigantic I'm hands and i will walk over coals but yes you I'm, know. Like, I'm like i don't know what it, I, the voice thing it's always in my head and i you know i I would like to meet the guy someday, but just that's the one thing I always can't get over my head. I'm like, I could focus on it, but then I'm just like, I don't know. Have a lozenge. I don't know. I know it's his genetics. I, he can't, I can't, he can't help it. I think he's a great person. It's just, uh, I'd rather just take the notes that he puts out versus him saying it. I don't Listen, know. It's uh, my, my when I was talking over Oprah Winfrey and she was asking me about Al Gore and I was like, uh, I, you gotta, what you gotta I, do is uh, take control of the law. Like, all right. No, that's not even. All right, now my my throat's starting to go. All right, man, I'm going to wrap this sucker up. Uh, Next week, I can't wait. We're going to be talking about arms, and you're going to be talking about what? Next week, I'm going to be talking about is, you know, since we did basements, we cover basements. Yeah, we did basements first. Basements, kitchens, and then master bathrooms. Crawl spaces. Crawl space? What about some exterior stuff? Landscape? Uh... It's if you're. I'm telling you, if you landscape. How about storage? Great. I like it. How about, instead of crawl space, we'll talk about storage in general. All right. And Love then, it. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do a mix. That's How it, my that? friends. We're wrapping it up. I'll see you next week. See you next week, Andy.
There you have it, folks. Another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for allowing me and Ross to get real. Again, if you are going through tough times, get some help. You know, everyone has struggles. Uh, We're all in this together. Uh, It will get better with time. But again, sometimes you just have to go get reached. You know, you just got to ask for it. I'm sure there's people in your life that will be able to help you. And don't be afraid to seek the help of a professional. Folks, tune in next week. Ross and I will be chit-chatting it up. Until then, 